This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Talofalava, maalo elele, kiorana, fakalofalahiatu, kiora, nisa bolevinaka, aloha, womanjeka, and hello. PX Whānau is a queer Pacifica and Oceania radio show produced and broadcast from Nam, connecting with our LGBTQA plus Whānau every Saturday on 3CR 8.55am. Bringing together the voices of the wide Oceania, the Pacifica, the Moana, and sharing our queer Oceania stories. Decolonising our identities, sharing our stories, sharing our voices. We are PX Whānau on 3CR Community Radio from Australia to the world. Do you have a story to share? Any news and views that you think would be interesting to our community? You can email us on pxfanoradio855 at gmail.com. That's pxwhanauradio855 at gmail.com. PX Fano acknowledges that we produce and broadcast our show, our ideas, and from the Indigenous lands whose sovereignty was never ceded, recognising the traditional custodians, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, paying respect to elders past, present and future. Always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. And kia ora, kia ora. Welcome to PX Fano live on the street, in the street, here on Smith Street for Midsummer. It's the Pride Victoria Party. First, I um, want to say I want to acknowledge the Wurundjeri and Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation, the true owners, caretakers and custodians of the stolen land from which we broadcast today. And we pay respect to elders past and present and extended that respect to all First Nations people who are listening, who are out there today and are listening to this broadcast, including sister girls, brother boys, Fa'afene, uh, and um, everybody else who is queer identifying as Indigenous and First Nations people. So, yeah, welcome to the first live PX Fano on the street. Marky is here. I'm Sonia Hammer and we've got Marky. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Um, and it's good to see all our family around supporting Yay! as well. Let's go! So we're coming live here on 3CR, 8.55am. Um, and thank you for tuning in. Yeah, no, we've got uh, some really fabulous guests, and uh, including some of the Midsummer family of uh, now yes. who are performing this year. Uh, during the festival, including tongue and cheek. Yeah. Give it up for tongue and cheek. <laughs> uh, we'll also have uh, a wonderful Kiki Kiki Temple. Yeah. The crowd go wild. <laughs> crowd go wild, and we'll just uh, generally have a corero, have a chat. Yes. Mm. And without further ado, we have our first guest here. As mentioned before, Tongue and Cheek is in the house, and we are very privileged to have you here on our live radio show. Hi, everyone. Yes. lele, everyone. Um, and just for our listeners, sis, if you can just introduce yourself, please. Uh, hi, listeners. My name is Tongue and Cheek. I am a uh, drag performer here at Nam, and I've been doing drag for almost a year now. And now, how's that journey been? The baby drag competition was yes. one of it. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was last year. It was a competition at the Molly's Bar. Yeah, it was a eight-week competition and ended up winning it. So yeah, I was 
It was it was a journey in my second performance in the semi-final, and I performed a ballad, which was a Tongan ballad. Yeah. Obviously, if you were a Pacific person in that moment, it was just such a proud moment for us that were there. Like, we just love you incorporating your Tongan heritage into your yeah. performances because it matters. Yeah, my first performance, I just wanted to, I'd said, what does the inner child want to do? Like, what does Sifa want to do? So yes. my Tongan cheek is my dragon name and Sifa is, I was like, what does Sifa want to do? And what does Sifa want to bring to the table? Yeah. It was definitely my heritage and my culture because I feel like, you know, as queer people, we grow up especially in Tongan heritage and Pacifica culture. So it was really important for me because I know there's, you know, other little kids out there or other little sisters out there who are struggling. And it's just important for me to, I guess, if, I, if I'm going to be on the stage to represent yes. um, my culture. That's so I important, that. representing. Yeah. And yeah, it sort of knocks those barriers out of the way. And, 100%. and it means how many more gorgeous baby queens will be coming up. Yes. You know, it's Where so great to be in royalty. <laughs> Where are the baby queens? Uh, yes. How important is it for you to have that queer Pacific representation on those platforms that you've mm. been a part of? It is so important. I think for me, uh, when it was during lockdown when I watched Drag Race, it was season 12? Yes, it was season 12. Um, and Britta walked in. Oh my god. I didn't know Britta. I thought Britta was like... I thought she was Philo, to be honest. And then um, in her confessional, oh, in one of the uh, episodes, she was wearing like a Tongan shirt. And I was like, no, yes. Britta is Tongan. And season, yeah, season 12 was when I first started because I saw Britta. I was like, bitch. She's Tongan. Like, yeah. come on. Mm. Um, and then, you know, later on we got what did we get? We got Coco Jumbo, then we got Queen Kong. Yes. So representation is so important, especially for kids at home who I guess are still in the closet and only have uh, access to say social media or um, other networks mm. and I think yeah that representation is so important yeah. yeah and also you know you've taken that platform that has been predominantly a white space and yeah. just made it your own it's oh. just so I, important I feel like it was a gift to me lockdown because I was able to like sort of scope out what what the scene has what it doesn't have yeah um, and as soon as lockdown finished I was like okay we have to do it if you don't do it now, well then, yeah, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. So you manifested it and now it's happening. Yeah, she said sun, moon and rising. She said manifestation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at the moment, I, I got my first residency at Circuit. So I'll be performing. I perform there every, or pretty much every Friday. Awesome. And yeah, that's pretty much, I, I guess, behind the scenes as well. But yeah, currently that's where it's at. I'm just pretty much performing on Smith Street. Yeah. Give it up for Smith Street. Yeah. Anyone in the crowd listening at the moment? I'm gonna, I'm going to. Yay. Okay, <laughs> we're going to do a practical game with you guys, and it's a someone, or not necessarily a game, but it's an activity to get you all interacting. So when I say Millie, can you rub your hands together? Millie, Millie, Millie. Everyone, Millie, 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 Millie. And when Millie, I say Patia, you're going to clap your hands. Patia, Patia, Lua Patti, Lua Patti. And when I say hey, hey, you're going to say ho, okay? Hey, hey! Ho! Yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Everyone is listening. Everyone is listening. We're getting yes. a lot of interaction and I love that. Cool. The, the marquee we've got with marquee here right now. Is it marquee yes. with marquee? I know. Yeah. And um, yes. yeah, it's gorgeous. 
Just before Tongan Cheek leaves, where can we find information on you, sis? So you can find me at Tongan Cheek on Instagram, but you can also find me every Friday at Circuit. Well, thank you so much for coming on and yeah. having a telenovel with us. You guys are welcome. You have an amazing day ahead. Thank you so much. And we'll much. be sure to come in to talk all you Yes. Thank you, Marky and Sonia. I hope you guys have Thank a you. lovely pride. Thank you so Beautiful. much for having me. No worries. Kia ora. Lovely. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And if you're just tuning in, uh, this is 3CR on 855 AM. Uh, you can also listen to us online. Uh, we are live streaming. So, yeah, that was Tongue and Cheek. And that was an amazing start. I know. Absolutely gorgeous. And if you could uh, see her just shimmering in, in lime green, yes. as you do. Beautiful, beautiful colours, beautiful, beautiful bright colours. At the moment, there's a lot of talk about, yes, honouring and celebrating decriminalisation of homosexuality in, uh, in Victoria and in Australia. But that's not always the case for people from our own diaspora and our own culture mm -hmm. through the Pacific or Oceania. Yeah, it's not, it's not a clear-cut case of freedom of uh, the ability to be, be yourself, yourself, pretty basically. much. Mm. Yeah. And because I remember for um, my first Midsummer March uh, with Pacific X, we were marching yes, in solidarity right. with our Kukiarani family Kukiarani, yeah. um, as they were going through law changes um, over there in terms of decriminalising. It's illegal to be um, same-sex male-to-male and same-sex marriage, mm. but for women to have relations, that's not illegal, but they can't get married. Like it's. It's a very odd, It's the double, strange. triple, quadruple standards for exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But I mean, that's not just the only case. I mean, we've got situations in places like uh, the Solomon Islands, part of our Oceania Pacific family, where it is, uh, it's still criminalised same-sex marriage and sex between two men. Very difficult, challenging no, 100%. rules and laws. And I'm just, I mean, obviously in the years to come, it's still going to be an ongoing battle, but hopefully it's yeah. a battle that will overcome. Well, it's getting that exposure and it's getting that um, awareness too, you know, uh, that this is the situation that we're seeing in the Pacific and the greater Pacific area, yes. you know, but, but I mean, that can change with that, like I say, with that awareness and people need to realise, look, hey, but you live in Australia, so why should that matter to you? Well, it, we're part of diaspora, we still have connections with 100%. our whānau, our families in the Pacific region, and so it is important. Yes, and when it affects so, one, it affects all. So. Exactly, you know, Tuvalu, it's still illegal for same-sex relations. Um, Samoa, it is too. They've even got sodomy laws. Yes. It's very harsh, and uh, I'm not sure, you know, Tonga has got some no, 100%. difficult laws. 100%, and that's why it's so important to have these queer Pacific representations on mm. massive platforms. Yeah. And for those just tuning in, we Oh my goodness. We got our next <laughs> guest coming through. There is and more I, colour out there. I think we can yeah. officially announce that we have drag royalty yes. in our presence. Oh wow, this is amazing. Yes. Look, I mean this is not radio pictures, but <laughs> we're both a bit stunned. Can yes. you tell us, Marky? Let's explode here. No, 100%. So we're none other than the amazing Queen Kong from RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Season 2. Oh, my lord lover. Hello, everyone. How we doing? Yes. Oh, Let's beautiful. give it up for Queen Kong. Come on, everyone. Yes. 
Stop. <laughs> I'm shy, don't. Oh, it's incredible. Oh. Yeah. Like, we're all the islanders. <laughs> so, beautiful. how are you today? Oh, I'm so excited. You know, Victoria Pride, what an amazing, you know, event to be a part of. Also, to, be, to see so many Pacifica people out here today, you know, especially our queer community, which is the community I champion the most, I think. Yeah, I got I got a little bit teary when I walked in. I was like, oh, there's a Samoan nose and a Tonga nose and a Kukala nose and a Maori nose. That's everything. So. It's important. It's important so to important. see all the noses of the Pacific. Yes, because yeah. they're very diverse. <laughs> and we haven't been able to press them much lately, <laughs> have we, with COVID? With COVID. You know, but... Before we begin, actually, to find out what your pronouns were. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, when I'm in drag, it's she, her. Yes. But outside of drag, he, him. So, yeah, I don't know. But I also, like, I, I feel I'm very much a papa being here in the, in the respect of, like, I am what I am, you know? Like, my pronouns are, for other people, I'll identify. But for myself, I, when I wake up, if I'm out of drag, sometimes I'll wear a wig. <laughs> sometimes I'll wear a dress. <laughs> Depends how I feel. I yeah. love that. And so I had the privilege of coming to Midsummer Extravaganza, where oh, we got right. to meet yes. uh, with Pacific, the Pacific X family. And so even that performance that you had done at the beginning I was like yeah no one's gonna beat that oh thank you boo. <laughs> well you had to let them know like, why we were hosting <laughs> no 100% and so in terms of like um, the representation that you've been able to do on your platform how important is it for you to be a representation of our queer Pacific community oh my god it's everything you know yeah. I think like the art form that I use like drag the platform that I use it's always been about what, where I'm from and what I'm about you know and I know that comes from long before me especially with my mm. Pacifica heritage you know yeah. I know I know what I represent and what I think and what I say it comes from way before me so mm. I'm a part of this movement and I'm like the mouthpiece of my people you know and it's a, a really amazing opportunity and also responsibility you know because I want to create more spaces for more people like us you know and every generation you see more progression and I think lots of people get shy away from hard conversations I love them, you know. Yeah. I do love them, and I, I've been known to be very outspoken. And the, and they, most people mistake that passion for anger, yes. whereas it's like maybe you would know if I was angry, first and foremost. <laughs> angry, <laughs> angry brown person. There is. Well, you'll see my nostrils flare and the steam kind of my, out of my ears. But you know, I, I think I. I I know because I come from a line mm. of you know tulapale. Yeah. I, I know how to talk eloquently, but also to, to be articulate yes. about what what I'm saying and what I feel and what I think is important. And that's yeah. my opinion. Yeah. You know, everyone has a right to their opinion, but you know, I know that I'm reflective of a collective that has the same mindset. So yeah. very important. It's part of that movement. That's everything that I do. No, one hundred percent. That's that's amazing. And can I just ask as well, like um, since being on Drag Race uh, down under season two, what's the reaction been like from your family, like after? Oh. That. Mm. Oh, look, there's the. I think my I'm lucky. My Samoan family was like has always been, you know, so there for me in terms of the conversations around queer, around everything. My nana used to say to me that not different. Like you're not different. You're more. Like you are more. And that's always been in my head. Like I am more. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I have to say to my dress designer when she's making my dresses. <laughs> I'm more to excel. <laughs> but um, you know, like I think my Tongan family, like there, there was a lot of hard conversations that came up, especially with the men yeah. in my family, mm. the non-queer men. And lots of conversations that we've had, and since then, there's been a lot of healing in my family. So, you know, personally, there's been a lot of growth, but also from, from like where, where I come from, we've had a lot of hard conversations that I know really not only benefited me, but benefited my entire family. Because yeah. there's many of us that are, you know, Papa Pinge or trans or, you know, the lot. We've got so many queer rainbow family within my own family. Yeah. And I mean, like, for me personally, growing up in a Pacific Island family, like, obviously it's it's frowned upon and like it's more like a taboo topic sort of when it comes to your family like they know 
but they don't want to talk about it. It's that ma thing, you know, that shame. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's a lot of it that's like inherently built into yeah. our society. And, and a lot of it comes from religion as well. You know, things that we've learned that wasn't necessarily yes. things that we believed in, but, yeah. you know, things that we adopted. And I, you know, I still have my own version of Christianity and my own version of believing in God. Because I was raised in a really religious family. But I think, you know, there, there's some things where I just go, my heart and my gut is telling me that I'm a good person. <laughs> you know, I might be wearing a dress, but you know, it doesn't make me any less than, it makes me more, like my Nana said, so. Now we've been chatting about that criminalization in the Pacifica and how it's still really- Inherent. Still really bad yeah. in places like Samoa, oh. Tonga, Cook Islands or Kukiorani. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, yeah. it's a lot of fear, you know, there's mm. a lot of fear around that conversation. And you know, if anything, that the woman in my family taught me, the woman in my family are exactly what Queen Kong's energy is, you know, they're those, bloody warrior queens these that will like give it to you yeah. straight and yeah. be loving but tough love you know yeah. and i yeah. i think those things have been the things that shaped me as a human being and made me be more empathetic and more kind and loving to people because it's really easy to like take trauma and things that you experienced growing up and become hardened and the same you know what i mean yeah. it keeps it fluid that that grounding every time i go home as soon as i walk through the door mum says, yeah Wash the dishes, you know, like all like of at, home, at home, you're just you. Period. It's just like, I don't yeah. care about this RuPaul's Drag Race and the celebrity. Absolutely not. RuPaul who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I want to know too, like when you go to these, you know, these are big international platforms and it's all these celebs and surround you. What do you say to them? Who you are? How do you identify? And do they... Are they curious? Are they interested? Yeah, you know, I, th I think I've been really blown away at the um, response that I've had personally mm. from the show. You know, I think uh, I, my, my journey was really complex and really layered. You know, mentally I wasn't in the greatest headspace when I was walking into the to the framework, but I knew that I had to just deal with what I had and do the best that I could, you know, because you're, you're never ever going to be physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally in the in complete alignment to go for your dreams. You know, mm. so the reality is you have to get up and go, what is going on? Okay make it work and so you know th that that process i think spoke to so many people um who have ex experienced that especially celebrities you because know, when you're when you're a public figure and you're in front of people and then people recognize you going down the street there's such a you can't really be human anymore you feel like you can't make mistakes yeah. you know and i'm always big about my mistakes i own them and you know i, I will never shy away the response from other celebrities has been really overwhelming and i know there's a lot of people that are similar in sort of mindset mm. and felt like because of my journey they could you know be a bit more human and actually you know be open to the idea of letting people see flaws because you know we're, we're such in a society where you have to be perfect you know we're here to celebrate ourselves and i think we only get one to two times a year as a community queer community where we can we can really celebrate ourselves and have the wider community be a part of it or not so let's celebrate today let's be really proud of what we are and well and i also want to see a community that's been locked down for two years taking an opportunity to just you know be celebrant and fucking vibrant today like yes. you know we need to live and like our, our life was so short and so i just want to be happy today and i want to see people being happy so yes. Yes. let's be happy family yes. <laughs> and so after today um what can we look forward to with Queen Kong? Oh, there's so much. So I, I go into Sydney World Pride pretty much straight away. And one of the amazing things that I'm excited about with World Pride is um, th this festival, um, obviously it's the first time it's coming to the Southern Hemisphere, which is massive for all of us. But like um, the festival we're doing, we're curating a First Nations gathering space called Marimaran Putput, which is the first First Nations hub ever pioneered in any World Pride. And so wow. it's a six day takeover Fantastic. of Carriage Works. And you know, there's going to be a program from like Basifika, all World of First Nations. Mm -hmm 
Indonesians people leading that space and taking over and decolonizing the framework of what theater looks like, what circus looks like, what drag looks like. We're doing it our way. Sonia and I were um, looking at the program and all the artists that are performing today and we were happy to see at least 50% of them were yeah, POC. 11. 11 out of 22. Uh, yeah. yeah so people so of color, Pacifica people, First Nations, Indigenous. It's oh. huge. That oh representation. Goodness. Goosebumps. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. You feel emotional. You know, like, I think the, like maybe six or seven years ago when I started drag, you know, this definitely wasn't a reality in terms of like mm. programming. You know, yeah. the, Closing off our session with Queen Kong and we just want to thank you so much for coming on and spreading some words of wisdom. Thank you. And um, we see you and we support you and Totoku, all the work that mm. you're doing for our Queer Pacific community. Because day. Thank you, you too. PX Fano on the streets. <laughs> on Smith Street here on 3CR 855. I'm the Victorian Commissioner for LGBTIQ plus communities and you're listening to 3CR. Yes, kia ora. Here we are, PX Fono, and uh, we're live, 3CR live, 855 AM. I'm Sonia Hammer-Marky, is here yes. too. And we are out of the studios and onto the streets today. We've had the privilege of having Tongue in Cheek and Queen Kong as our special guests and now we have our Amazing and phenomenal <laughs> Kiki Temples. Oh, yeah. Kia ora. Kia ora. Um, introduce yourself. Tēnā koutou, ngā iwi o te motu. My name is Kiki Temple. I am a Māori actress, trans woman, um, and yeah, living life to the fullest here in now. Yes. <laughs> what more can I say, really? I had to follow um, Queen Kong. Oh, she came and took my gig. <laughs> no, it's great to have you with us. And uh, it's not the first time, too. It's kind of our not COVID the first time. podcast mm. and more. We've, we've been privileged to have Kiki um, <laughs> on our airwaves with PX Fano a few times. And so we've been blessed to hear your stories along the way, the, as well as the work that you've been doing in the community and the arts. Burgers with a Z. Burgers. Burgers. Um, I've got the privilege of being part of a, a show by Travis Alavanza called Burgers, which is really a play and a, a piece of work that is about agency. It's about taking power back, and it's about the gender non-conforming community, trans, uh, trans community taking their power back from a situation that happened where Travis was just minding their own business and someone threw a burger at them. And so they wrote about it and I've been privileged enough again to just put that cloak on and that that um, beautiful gown of that story and, and be able to interpret it my way. The show is taking place at Theatre Works in St Kilda. That's correct. And tickets are online. But the run continues on until the 18th. It's our closing night, but it's also going to open a dialogue about um, being able to live our life really because all we really want to do is live yeah i mean for you too i mean looking at community and the colonization and and religion Mm -hmm. how it's affected you Mm. what can you tell us about that experience well i think it religion and the institution of the church has affected all of us whether Mm. we're believers or not in, in that it's institutionalized our belief systems really and religion is another form of colonization 
I'm not talking about a relationship with God or who you think God mm. is. I'm talking about the institution in itself as a way to control, way to control us, a way to to put us in a box so that so that we don't get out there and, and are too scary really with our with the way that we want to live our life and the way that we're designed to live our life, which is open and free. And religion is it's an it's an important conversation to have about religion being that, like I said, it it, it puts you in a box because there's a a certain amount of control that the church and the institution wants. To um, make sure that you are, you know, under their thumb and not, not um, getting out of that box, really. Mm. So that's an important conversation, and it, it, it plays into a play that I'm writing myself nice. called "My God, She's a Woman." Um, I was a part of the church, um, a, a worship pastor in the church for a long time. Um, I was trans when I went, went in there. The church swooped in, wink, wink, saved me mm. from that pretty depressing time. And I was institutionalized, and then um, I just I got to a point where my I was being controlled by the leadership of that church, and I just felt like I was lying to myself. Yeah. I had a lot of people telling me that I lied to them about who I really was, but I don't think that that was the truth. I I was lying to myself because I truly believed that I was trying to be something else. Mm. I I really believed that God was changing me. Really, I couldn't be changed. You couldn't pray the gay out of me, so to speak. And I think that's the thing too for for Maori too. It's the wairua. Yeah. Um, it's Maori ora. It's it's yeah. pre-colonial and that spirituality and that strength that you found in yourself. Mm. Would you say that was more connected to ancestors and? Definitely, definitely yeah. connected to ancestors. Mm. If if we we really want to go back to it, the church came over as missionaries, and. It changed everything about us because it didn't fit in with the with the teachings of the Bible, which is a man-made institution anyway, and changed everything about us. It changed our history, Takatapui history. It changed um, the third gender that we always had throughout the Pacific Islands, mm. and um, all the way you know all the way through the islands, we have stories of third gender, uh, and that was changed because the binary was more important to the to the church than anything else. Uh, so it's. It's an interesting um, time right now where we're going back. A lot of us in the Pacific Islands are reconnecting with that, with our with our history, with our, our roots. We've always been here. We've always um, existed. And um, one of the things I like to to call on is my ancestors. In the play, I was fortunate enough to um, be able to feel them there, which is why this play was written by um, by British. Um, artist and activist, but when I was on stage during our rehearsal period, I felt my ancestors there. Mm. So I started to call on them, yeah. and I started to um, chant in Maori. And one of the most um, the most important proverbs that I live by is what is the most important thing in this world? It's mm. people. And that's yep. the most important thing. And it, it also ties in with religion because Jesus, whoever you feel like that person is in your life, the last thing they said before they, they took off to heaven, to space or wherever, um, was love God and love people. That was it. It was nothing else. No other rules. Yeah. Mm. Love people, love God. Whoever you think God is, I, in the play, in, in my life, I ended up turning God into a woman. Because I hated the man that that the church taught me was God, this big white man in the in the sky. Mm. So I ended up 
saying, well, you know, F you. <laughs> How can you just make this world so difficult for me? And then there was this woman that popped up and um, I ended up talking to her and getting spiritual advice from her. And mm. That became my God, which is why the play is called My God, She's a Woman. I can't wait to see this. <laughs> I mean, where, where are you at? The We're still in development. Um, mm. I've been given the opportunity to work with Antipodes Theatre in terms of developing that work, and hopefully we will see it out next year sometimes. So how can people find out more about Kiki, Burgers, and all the amazing things that you're doing? Well, Burgers um, mm. is being... Uh, we have our run until the 18th through Theatre Works in St Kilda, and you can go through to their website, theatreworks.org.au, and score you some tickets. Um, also, you can follow me on Instagram, the Instagram on Kiki, K-I-K-K-I underscore Temple. Yes. And so if you're just tuning in, um, mm. we are coming live from the streets of Smith Street. Live? Between Mason and <laughs> Alive. And yeah, today's just been amazing. So happy to be on 3CR. It says Radical Radio. Yes. yes. Which is it amazing. Sure is. I mean, how we're here. <laughs> uh, exactly. How many other stations are radical like that? Yeah. No, 100%. Check it. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, viva the, viva mm. the streets. Taking over the streets. That's no. it. Well, thank you so much mm. for taking time out of your day to come and be a special guest on um, Pete Sfano's live broadcast today. Yeah, Beautiful. Yes. We just want to make a massive shout out to Midsummer for giving us the opportunity with 3CR to do this. It's not often that we have the opportunity to be able to witness this sort of experience, especially with our um, queer Pacific community or our Pacific community in general. Yes. So thank you so much for doing this for us. Enjoy. Have a lovely day, fam. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.